Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Basically, I went through a what I would call spectacular burnout in my, my first career, which was as, as a scientist and an academic. And instead of, of giving up, I really spent the next sort of two decades really digging into why I had had that reaction. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. My name is Yvette and this week my guest is Dr Anne Whitehouse. She's a scientist and also the author of Pull Back Your Power. We're going to be chatting about imposter syndrome, confidence, and the weird and wonderful workings of the subconscious. Anne Whitehouse, welcome to Mentally Yours. Thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. So we're chatting today about your new book, which is called Pull Back Your Power. Why did you decide that you wanted to write that? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long answer. Basically, I went through a what I would call spectacular burnout in my, my first career, which was as, as a scientist and an academic. And instead of, of giving up, I really spent the next sort of two decades really digging into why I had had that reaction to work out you know, what, what is happening to me and other women like me, because it's a pattern that many women experience. And you know, things it's not about just me. It's about solving the problem for, for all women. And that's really the motivation of the book. So it's literally it's 25 years of my life journey and you know, 20 years of research, making it um, you know, an accessible tool that women can benefit from. And hopefully spare them what I went through. When you say you suffered burnout, what exactly happened? Okay, so when I went into my lectureship, I was there. I was dealing with students. I was dealing with colleagues. I was dealing with um, other engineering companies. Um, and what I found was, despite my qualifications and my my competence and the fact that I could do the actual job, no problem underneath the surface, I felt 
just so um, undermined, as I think probably that's the right word. I felt as if I was standing on, on nothing. I felt that I had no confidence. Um, I wasn't able to speak up when I wanted to. My stress just ramped up, anxiety ramped up, insomnia was terrible. And these symptoms just got worse and worse. And there was no real um, tangible reason for them. I was you know, The reaction that I had was, if you looked at the surface, out of proportion with the, the facts. The facts were that there should have been no problem. Underneath the surface, there definitely was a problem. So these stress symptoms literally got, got worse and worse. And there's only so much that your body can cope with. And eventually my body says, enough, that's enough. And, uh, you know, you, you, you know, made me so ill that I couldn't continue. It affected you in quite a physical way as well, didn't it? Eventually, yes. I mean, I had all of the um, sort of the, the, the mental and emotional symptoms, as I've described. But what I did, as many women do, we push forward and we are so determined to prove ourselves and to um, fulfill our potential and not give up, especially with me being in a male-dominated environment, I was very aware of the fact that I was a role model. What I, 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 was, I wasn't going to give up, so I pushed harder and harder and harder, but of course that then became counterproductive. And eventually that level of stress is going to you know, go into health problems in one way or another. And it was chronic fatigue, is that right? And um, anxiety, is that the right description? Oh, uh, eventually chronic fatigue, yes. Then that, that's how it manifested for me. Huge levels of stress and anxiety, which, which then led on to that, that chronic fatigue. How long did it take for your doctor to realise that that was what was going on and also what was causing it? Well, that's an interesting question. For a very long time, um, it was simply that I was told, oh, you, you have a high-stress career. And of course, I did have a high-stress career, but I was, I knew that there was more going on. But in a conventional medicine doesn't really look at those things. So I, I wasn't able to have much help from conventional medicine because it was really what was going on inside me you know, mentally and emotionally, which I, I believe was the cause of the problem. So how did you go about finding out what was the cause of the problem? Because it's a, it was a big journey. <laughs> it was a very thing, big journey, yes. Yeah. So basically, we, we got to the point where I had been forced to give up my academic career. And I... You know, I, at that point, the medical profession said, look, Anne, you know, we, we can't do anything for you. Good luck. And you know, that, that's fair enough because you know, it, it wasn't within their, their, their sphere of, ex, of expertise. But I, because I've got this scientific mind, I just wasn't going to let it go at that. I, I was only, I thought I was like about 30, 31, 32 at the time. And I wasn't prepared to believe that, that my life was over just you know, at that, that age, I simply wasn't prepared. So what I, I remember a very, a very key moment when I literally said, I'm not going to settle for this. I'm going to find a solution. And I didn't know how long it would take and I didn't know what it would be, but I decided to look at all possibilities, to think outside the box, to, to go where I hadn't gone before because I was determined to find the solution because I knew there must be a cause that this couldn't have happened for no reason. There had to be something going on which wasn't immediately obvious. So I started looking at my reaction to life, and that led me on the path of where what my subconscious believed. 
where why was I reacting to things? And they, they kind of felt to me often as if I was you know, going to go to my own execution when I was only going to a meeting. It was way out of proportion. Why had I felt that way? And um, so that led me into digging into the subconscious mind and finding what's really underneath the surface. And by this time, of course, it's not just me. I'm then helping other women as well. I, there was no way I was going to go back to my engineering career. I was on a mission, on a mission to work this out and to help other women. So that's what led me to identify that the patterns that I've described in the book about how literally women are being held back by the old subconscious programming, which is still deeply rooted in the past. You know, we've we've moved forward so much in the last two or three generations in terms of our opportunities and our, our freedoms, but the, uh, the operating system underneath that's in everybody's minds and, and in our institutions, that's still rooted in the past. And that's giving women uh, a subconscious message, you shouldn't be here, while consciously we're pushing forward. And of course, that creates enormous internal conflict, which is you know, the root of all these problems. And that's why I've, I've analysed in a very, hopefully a very logical way in the book, you talk a lot about um, in the book, the subconscious. Can you talk us a little bit more about the science behind that? While, while it's hidden, it is going to be able to play its games with us and us have no control over it. So it's very important to establish exactly what is in there. And what I, I use um, a technique, which is a kind of kinesiology, whereby you can test how strong a, a muscle is on somebody and, and you can actually discover what the subconscious believes on a particular subject. And when you do that, what you find is that the subconscious really has no idea that we're living in the 21st century. Its programming is very much in the past, and it's usually in exact opposition to what we believe consciously. Now, if you do that with one person, it's just, well, okay, that's what's in there. But it's when you see the same patterns again and again and again with many people, the same patterns of belief and the same um, just the same triggers, then it becomes a pattern. And when you've got a pattern, you can then analyze it and work out a way of reversing those effects. It's quite scary in a way, isn't it? To think that there's this whole part of our mind that's working like that. I mean, it's not necessarily a new idea to think there's parts of our mind that we don't understand or that are doing things without us knowing. But um, how did you sort of go about breaking down finding out what it was doing and how it was affecting women in particular, because that's what the book focusing focuses on a lot. Well, what I was doing was um, looking at where the where we have the, the anxiety or the stress or the lack of confidence. And in those situations, you can then find out what the subconscious perceives in that situation. And you say it's it's scary, but in actual fact, it's unbelievably liberating because while we are in the dark and have no idea what's going on underneath, we have all these symptoms and we can't explain it. And we think I'm not good enough or there must be something wrong with me or why am I reacting like this? I, I, I should be able to do better. But when you understand that you're being undermined when you, and, and you see it and then use the tools that, you know, that I've created to to change that, that is incredibly empowering because then it not only explains why you why you have reacted that way, and that understanding is so important for your you know, for your well being. Um, it then gives you something to change in order to react differently. That's just incredibly important. So if you're 
basically what I discovered was that these situations where women are, of course, now totally allowed to be there and to um, have as much authority and go up the ladder as far as their capabilities will take them, I discovered that the subconscious was still perceiving all of that as forbidden from from our, our distant past. And that means that it will then be giving us all these messages of you shouldn't be here, you're going to be punished which of course will then trigger a whole cascade of stress response in, in our mind. And this is, this is our, our problem and why it's so important that we understand that that historical legacy is still undermining us. Because if we you know, go into, say we've got a presentation and we go in there and our stress is sky high, then we are, you know, we're going to think, I can't do this, I'm not good enough. But if we say, oh, wait a minute, My subconscious is telling me that I'm forbidden from being here, but I know that's a load of archaic rubbish. I know it's just this old operating system. I don't have to take note of it. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's that my operating system is still rooted in the past, like every other woman. And that then automatically gives you back the power and stops you feeling inadequate. And that's that's the first step towards um, overcoming the problem. How long do you think it would take in generational terms for women to not feel like this anymore and not have these negative ideas in well, the subconscious? this is a very good question. And um, I, I believe that left to its own devices, as if I, you know, if I hadn't published this book and analysed everything, it would remain hidden and would eventually update, I think, but it would probably take a long time, probably take several more generations. But as soon as we bring it into daylight, and you know, flag it up. Say, well, actually, this thing, this thing is there. It is still holding us back, our, our history, even though it, sh- it probably it shouldn't be, but it is. As soon as we shine that light on it, it's going to start updating. Does that make sense? So if more people become aware of this, which is, which is again, part of my mission and bringing, bringing all this out, uh, more people become aware of it, they are going to take the power out of those old feelings and it's going to it's going to accelerate the update process so the answer is i i don't know but the more people become aware of it the quicker it is going to get and frankly you know it can't be can't be quick enough what are the practical ways that people can sort of overcome the negative things in their subconscious and as the book's called pull back their power well as i said the first thing is is the awareness the understanding that it's something old and obsolete which is undermining us and then the, I, I go into some detail about this subconscious, what I call subconscious submission response. And this is absolutely the, the key thing. You know, we need to change that programming, but until we get there, we need a way of changing our response in the moment. So what, what I've done is made a, um, created a, um, an exercise, or the pull back your power technique. And what that does is it takes your attention, which in a moment of um, of stress, anxiety, confrontation, low confidence, your attention will all be outside yourself. It will be on the perceived danger. And that puts you in a very vulnerable state subconsciously. And that means that your anxiety will, in fact, get worse rather than get better. Your stress will go up, your confidence will go down. When you're locked in that, and that is a, a kind of a, a default state, 
it's very hard to just get yourself out of it. But if you use my my visualization, which is essentially you've got um, a wire connecting your your chest to the chest of the person you're dealing with or the situation, whatever it might be. And you literally imagine a brightly colored ball, which is your power. And the other person has it, has that ball of your power. And you then reach out in your mind's eye and drag that ball towards you along the wire, hold, pull it into your chest and then focus, focus, focus on it. And it, it sounds simple and easy and it is, but it's in fact, absolutely life changing because it switches your subconscious mind out of that submission I'm in danger and puts you back into your power. And when you do that, what you find is your stress immediately goes down, your confidence goes up and everything begins to relax. I mean, when things, I'd, I'd spent years reprogramming my subconscious mind, identifying these patterns, but, I, but it was, the problem was, why did I still not feel different in these situations? But when I learned how to pull my power back and bring my mind out of that, that submission, I'm in danger moment, everything changed. And I found that I was literally speaking up, you know, being confident, participating in meetings and things where I'd simply hadn't been able to before. It was absolutely life-changing and so simple. So this, this is something that I truly believe every woman, woman needs to know. As well as the visualizations and your book, how do you think women in general can gain more confidence and beat things like imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is about not having what I call a, a power foundation. And that is that is literally, you are in a situation where although you are entitled to be there, you don't feel entitled to be there because of whatever your your whatever your history is. And this this relates to women very much so, but of course it also relates to other scenarios like um class or or caste or race, that kind of thing can undermine people when they don't feel that that, that historic entitlement, if that makes sense. So the, the most important thing is the understanding, is the understanding because we are Instead of working by the facts of our situation, we are so often undermined by the feeling. And that understanding of I'm feeling like this, not because I'm not good enough, not because I'm not entitled, but because of the history that I'm feeling in this situation. And that that conscious awareness completely takes you, you know, out of that powerless state immediately. Then there's other things that you can do that are more um, more superficial, but they can also help. So you're going to want to be doing things like um, relaxing, breathing before you go into a meeting, preparing yourself, you know, very thoroughly. All that obvious kind of stuff is going to reinforce you know, your value and your worth, which is so so important. But it's it's really if I don't keep emphasizing it, but it's just so so important. When I was in that, you know, in that situation where I was doing my spectacular burnout and I felt so lacking confidence, everything in the facts of who I was, my qualifications, what I could do, I should have been fine. I should have been absolutely fine. And the more I wasn't fine, the more I began to feel, well, there's something wrong with me. Why can't I do this? Why are other people looking so confident? And why am I really feeling bad? If I'd understood in a conflict that I was suffering and the fact that I felt like an imposter, not because uh, I was, I was a fraud, but because the energies of the place I was working were still rooted in that. Um, this is a, a, you know, a, a, a male world. You're forbidden from being here. 
that was the feeling. You know, if I'd known why I was reacting that way, I wouldn't have beaten myself up so much. And women just are, well, they're very good at criticizing themselves you know, and self-judgment, self-criticism. And that again brings you down further. So it's like um it's a negative spiral of, of doom. The more you get into that spiral of, of blaming yourself and pushing yourself harder, you're going to end up in a um destructive perfectionism, which just makes everything worse. So it's it's like the understanding is to um really understand why you're reacting the way you are. And, and once you have that, you can then take a step back and say, well, okay, that is there and I feel it and it feels bad, but let's look at my qualifications. Let's look at how good I am at my job or how, how caring I am in this situation or what I have to offer. And that's, that's when your conscious mind can be so incredibly powerful in getting you back you know, that, that control and stopping the whole thing from spiraling spiraling out an element of it seems to also be learning to be kinder to yourself and also giving to your, yourself credit for how far you've come for instance like in my case i think i'm the first woman in my generation to own my own property but i only actually realized that when i read your book because i thought well i just sort of assumed that was a thing that people did and of course i do because that's what modern people do but then i thought well actually this is a a new thing and i should try and give myself credit um how important is learning to be kind to yourself would you say it's incredibly important incredibly important Um, because it's we have we not only have our own achievements in life but we're also as women we are still breaking the boundaries you know every single time we do something for the first time like you say the first person in your family first woman in your family to own property whatever that's that's fantastic and someone might say well what's what's the big deal but the point is, it is a very big deal because every time you break into a new energy, you are sort of taking on the energy of I'm the pioneer in this. And it's likely to trigger your subconscious saying, oh, my goodness, that is forbidden. You can't go there. That's not for a woman. That's not for somebody in my family or my genetic line. But if you say, no, this is phenomenal, because every time you do that, you are expanding the horizons and you know, the energy and the, and the kind of achievement bubble of of you and your family and your your connections, if that makes sense. And so that is, and and to to do that, we are breaking through so many subconscious barriers. And women have many, many layers of limitations programmed into ourselves. You can't achieve more than very often the men. This is very deeply ingrained in us, despite the fact that, of course, we don't believe that consciously. Underneath the surface, that all is still there. And and all these limits, whenever you um, get so far, when you're expanding you know, your professional life, your business or whatever, you get so far. And then very often a sort of a block comes down. And, and that's, that feeling of being limited is because you've reached another subconscious barrier. And when you break through that, get to the next level, that's an enormous effort. It's far more than simply the, the physical achievement that you've got. There's, there's been a whole load of mental and emotional struggle to get through those subconscious things so you know, women like you and i you know we are on the transition we're, we're on the cusp of this so you know we are basically in our prime at a time when we finally have the freedom and opportunity but we don't yet have the subconscious support we don't have the power foundation and we don't have the right operating system so we are struggling and breaking this new ground with every achievement that we make 
you know, in, in every single career, every walk of life, every time women are doing these things, we're making these new patterns, we are beginning to create a proper power foundation for women that are going to come after us. So it's so important. And we are totally conditioned to um, beat ourselves up, be overly critical, to take things to heart and beat, yes, they beat ourselves up and be very self-judgmental. But that all that does is bring you down, block you, make you pull back. And when you do that, not only do you suffer, but you know, the world doesn't get what you have to offer and the people you love don't benefit either. So it's it's so, so important. One of the things I really enjoyed about your book is the way that in sections it's written like a fairy story. Oh, Why did you I, decide to do that? It just, it just seemed the right thing to do because the... Um, we are, we are coming from the patriarchal past. And in order to really free ourselves from all of that legacy and all those limiting beliefs around what women can and cannot do, we have to acknowledge exactly where we've come from. If we pretend that everything is fine and we actually have top of equality now, although we have it in law, we're not going to address the actual root because we haven't analysed where we've come from. And the, the thing with the fairy tale is that the heroine in the fairy tale is nearly always some kind of disempowered woman. And she then has her, her struggles and, and will eventually get rescued by the man. Uh, it's very important that people understand that I'm not saying in any way that we need to be rescued. The whole point is that we don't. But what has happened to women is that because we are interacting and trying to push forward into society where energetically it's still running this male default energetic pattern. We are having to adapt ourselves to, to compensate in some way, to squeeze ourselves to fit in because we're not truly free to be ourselves and just thrive. So we've had to shut down our power in, in various ways. And it's very much like what happens to um, a girl in a, in a fairy tale. But my the whole point of, the, of what I've tried to bring into the book is that when we understand what's happened, that we have been shut down by this patriarchal past, if we understand it, that gives us the power to undo that damage, to unlock those powers, and then to um, access those parts of ourselves which we haven't been able to before. And when we do that, and all of, all of the parts of ourselves can then blossom, that is going to you know, enable us to be free to be ourselves and truly achieve what we're capable of. And that gave me the, you know, the idea of you know, the powers and it being our magical powers and that we take our, our little heroine and instead of her needing to be rescued, she what she does is she rejects the rules that have been forced on her, reactivates her magical powers and becomes the sorceress. So I just thought it was a, a really nice way of explaining what I was trying to do in, in, in the theory in terms of a little story people could follow. Because I think it's much, much more, much easier for you, you to get a concept sometimes if it's explained by a story than if I just give you my analysis. So that's why I have my my little character, Grace, and her fairy tale running through the book. Yeah, it was lovely. It's very Good. approachable and very different, I thought, to a lot of other sort of um, maybe self-help or confidence books that I've read in the past. You know, we are all capable of so much and we've achieved so much already whilst being constrained in this old operating system 
But as soon as we shine a light on it and realize what's happened to us, that then gives us the power to break out of it. You know, if you, if you aren't aware that there's a problem, you, you, don't, you, you don't know what to do about it. But the thing to, to understand is that if you are feeling held back, if you're feeling you know, crushed or limited or stressed, it's not because you're not good enough. It's because you are pushing those boundaries. You're pushing against those old subconscious limits. So when you feel that way, it's not that you aren't good enough. It's because you are very good. It's because you are really pushing forward. You are really embracing your gifts and your talents and making your way to achieve your potential. And that's what triggers these old programs. And that understanding will, I hope, give you the strength to push through them and continue to achieve. If you've been struggling with any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116 123. You can also find them online at samaritans.org. You can find us online. We have a Twitter account, which is at MentallyYRS. And you can also join our lovely Facebook group, which is simply called Mentally Yours. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.